So it's kind of an unwritten rule with this podcast that the only partners we work with uh, for these promos at the beginning of the episodes are, you know, organizations, venues, bands, labels, businesses, anything that I kind of personally uh, promote and agree with and would like to support. And if you're a regular listener to the podcast, especially to the live episodes, you've probably heard me complaining or Ryan making fun of uh, my old man knees. So basically, I have arthritis in my knees, and until now, I've never really had anything that will deal with the pain. A friend recommended that I try a CBD product on my knees. Uh, CBD is a non-psychoactive component of the cannabis or hemp plant. I tried it on my knees, and, and it was unbelievable. Uh, I can't say enough good things about how well this worked. Uh, as someone who does a lot of walking, especially outdoors in inclement weather in Winnipeg, it's night and day in terms of my ability to just go and do what I want and without having to deal with any annoying aches and pains in my knees. So I'm very happy to bring on Low Cloud as the newest partner for Witch Police Radio. Low Cloud Incorporated is Winnipeg's premier legal CBD online retailer. They carry a wide variety of products from CBD oils to vitamins to pain relief to even skin care. They'll ship right to your door, no medical card or green card needed. You just have to be 18 plus. All of their products are derived from industrial hemp and their products are rated top three in the world for purity, sitting at 99.9%. Check out their website lowcloud.ca for testimonials in their blog for some great educational pieces, as well as their massive variety of products. They ship Canada-wide and also do local private delivery. Please use my code CBDWITCH for 15% off your first order. This episode of Witch Police Radio is also brought to you by another great show at the Park Theatre. On April 5th, check out Ridley Bent and the Killer Tumbleweeds at the Park Theatre with opener Kevin Roy, who you may recognize as a past guest on this show. Doors are at 7pm, shows 8pm, and tickets are $20 in advance, available online at the Park Theatre or from Into the Music Osborne. And stay tuned in a few weeks because we have an exclusive interview with Ridley that will be airing on this show. You're listening to Garbage Show, one of its first podcast network. Radio. I'm in the food court again. <laughs> it seems like a regular occurrence. And I'm here with Rain Hamilton, who I think uh, you've been on the show before, but I not have. in the regular format. We kind of stalked you last time at Shine On and snuck up behind one of your practices for the show and sort of guerrilla interviewed you there. That was a great moment. It was fun, actually. Yeah, it, was, it was very cool because we got to hear the live the, you know, the actual live performance before the performance kind of thing. So, but, yeah, that was like a sneaky behind-the-scenes yeah. move there. Yeah, yeah, it was very it was cool. Good. This is a little bit more formal, even though we're in a food court. So, again, it's a weird location. But Hey, I like to be as close as possible to an A&W at all times. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah good. It's I'm good. into it. Get on your rings. Make sure you stay stocked. Mm-hmm. Get on your rings. But uh, I guess the, the main reason that we're here today with you is because you have a new album coming out this coming weekend. That's true. March 24th, uh, we're releasing this new album, Night Sky, at the West End Cultural Center. Okay, cool. It seems like a good venue. A uh, good good fit. Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. I'll, I may or may not edit that out, but okay. it's, it's okay. It's, uh, it's true. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's got its auto settings. So it, it okay, great. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so I'll pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So the West End seems like a, a pretty good fit for what you do. Um, you know, just... I don't know if there is a venue that is best suited for you, but I mean that seems like one it might be up there. On the oh, list. it's one of my favorite ones of all time for sure. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, 
and uh, working with those people too, the team at the West End, just like a really open-minded, hard-working group of people. It's great. For sure, yeah. It's a, it's a good venue. It's, I mean, it's, I think it's one of the kind of standout Winnipeg venues for whatever kind of music you're playing, so that's a cool place to do the, do the release. Um, so what can you tell me about the record? Like, uh, I know this is uh, on its way out by the time <laughs> we're recording this, but um, one of the things I read on your website and just in general, it, it seemed like there was a lot of references... And I thought it was really cool to space and like um, sky. Like it seems like very. I don't even know what the word is for, but a lot of like cosmic references, almost if that yeah. makes sense. So how, how does that fit into to what you're doing? Well, that's true. Like I sat down one day to to like you know I was like okay album speak to me. Right. What should we call you? What is like your natural name? And uh, just really like listening through and looking through the lyrics, there are a lot of references to the sky, and there's a okay. lot of that imagery in there. Is that intentional, or is that just sort of how it came out? It's just how it came out. Like, just looking at the collection of songs after they were recorded, okay. that was a really common thread, <laughs> so I just chose to run with that. That's kind of cool. So has that um, has that happened before with the collection? Like, have you found, like, a theme in a collection of songs you've done, or is this kind of the first time they've all sort of fit that? I think that often, like, the, the songs will kind of find a way that they fit together. Okay. Like a puzzle. Right. Yeah. Which is it's, it's obviously good for an album because you have like, kind of a recurring. Like, thank goodness, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. It's very good when that happens. Right. So, is this, uh, is this your second full length? or? It is the second. Second, okay. Length, and yeah. when was the first one released? The first one was released in 2015. Okay, so it's been a few years. Past past, yeah. Okay. Is there, um, people who, for people who have heard your first album and are kind of familiar with that stuff, is there a drastic change of any kind in terms of the sound? Like, have you. Has there been much movement, or are you sticking kind of with the same sound that you've sort of established as, as your sound, I guess? I think that there has been growth. Like, the first album yeah. is... That's what you want, right? That's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really do hope for that yeah. in all things. The first album, I would describe as, like, chamber folk. Right, right. And then this is, like, even more chamber folk. Okay. It's, like, more attention to arrangement, more detail, um, more out there. Okay. I think that when when you were on last time, the defining what chamber folk was was something that I asked you because I wasn't entirely clear on it myself. Sure. But for people who may also be confused as to what that actually is, can you just define that again Absolutely. and then how it applies to what you do? Absolutely. So we've got like the tradition of folk music of like singer songwriter, the kind of verse chorus um, arrangement type right. songs, and then uh, also we have this vibe of like a string quartet or like a chamber music right. classical tradition kind of combined. And for me, that's a really organic combination because my parents are singer-songwriters, met in a band in the oh, 70s. Cool, cool. That's like my total heritage. And uh, I grew up uh, playing violin. I have a degree in classical violin, so chamber okay. music is one of my favorite So songs. you're mixing both of those things that naturally come that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's like a twist ice cream cone of my favorite <laughs> things of life. Right, it's right. the best. So is there, um, I mean, the when you said this is more chambery, like, <laughs> yeah. how, how do you get... How, how do you explain that? I mean, how, what's more chambery about it? I know you didn't say chambery. I made that up, but it's a great word. Yeah. How do we get there? Um, I think we approached the arrangements uh, more like a string quartet. Okay. Rather than from a folk singing kind of yeah. setup. Yeah. So we shifted kind of like the pie graph. Right. Would show more. Yeah. Okay. More string okay. quartet. Higher percentage of string yeah. quartet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And <laughs> And um, I noticed you have a video, too, for one of these tracks, which was really cool. And it, it sounds like there's a lot to it, more than just, hey, we made a video. Like, there was, on your website, there's kind of descriptions from all the artists involved about what, what it meant to them in the process of making it. So if you can give me some info on that, that would be very cool. Sure. So that's the video to the single we released in the fall. The single is Lift Me Up. Right. 
And uh, what we did there is some local Winnipeg artist pals of mine, visual artists, made collaborative uh, work inspired by that song oh, or based cool. off of that song. That was so cool. So they listened to the song, they sat with it, and then they created something connected to it. Right. And uh, did you choose them specifically? Because uh, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because they just make such cool work. So that was my friend Sarah Thiessen, who also uh, did a lot of the art for the album. Okay. She made that Night Sky Woman on the front there and that owl. I love it. The owl's great, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, cool. And then Quentin Bard, who plays bass in the string trio. And right. then Callum Fraze, who's another just awesome artist. Cool. Town. Is that, um, I mean... How did you go about deciding to do it that way instead of just making, hey, here's a music video? Like, I guess, what is the... I don't even have to ask the question, but why did you want to go, go about that route? Because, I mean, that's obviously a lot more work involved, right? I mean, it's, it's a very different kind of project. Um, is it just because you wanted to get those people involved in what you do, or...? I will tell you the answer. It is one part artistic inspiration okay. and one part practicality. Okay. I realized I needed a music video made, and right. that I was going on tour for, like, two straight months and could not be in the music video. Okay, well, that's, that's a good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, what... How can we spin out from this? And I love how life gives us those opportunities totally. to be creative. Uh, and I'm really, really happy with that result. Well, you made a, it's a very cool video. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you could solve the problem of not... Uh, the logis- logistics are solved. Yeah. Very cool.
I was reading about the uh, sign language stuff you're doing at shows, yeah. and that I, I've heard a few other people doing that as well. Like it seems like it, you know it's more and more of a high-profile thing, mm-hmm. but I just can't understand how it works. Like I, I'm really curious about it because. Is it just literally the sign language person is interpreting the lyrics, or are they interpreting like the feeling behind it, or, or things like that? Because I feel like a big part of music is you're getting the emotion behind it, in addition to just what's being said, right? Cool. Um, here's my understanding. So I've worked now uh, in consultation with the deaf people in the deaf community and with sign language interpreters for about a year on okay. various shows, and uh, what I have learned is really cool that, um, like you're wondering. Yeah. The interpretation is of the meaning okay. of the song. Oh, that's and cool. It is expressed, um, like really, like using the whole body. Mm-hmm. It's very visual and very physical. This expression, and it is so cool. Super cool. So whenever um, I'm preparing with an interpreter, I send them the lyrics to the song, the recording, and like comprehensive notes about for me what's going oh, on cool. as an okay. artist in there. And then they are uh, using their expertise in ASL. Um, internalizing that and really creating almost like a complimentary art piece yeah. to it and it is really really cool so that's what I've learned yeah, is it is a really involved process yeah. and it's a really beautiful practice and actually for this show coming up on March 24th uh, the ASL interpretation we're working with a consultant who's a deaf artist Joanna okay. Hawkins okay. and so she is working with hearing interpreters um, who can do the work of like hearing the music and kind of feeling that part uh, and understanding like the timing of it. Oh yeah, okay. And so she's working with them to help just like better express those ideas in ASL. So it's rhythmic as well as meaning as well as lyrics. As well. Yeah, as well as like an expert signer. That's very ASL. cool. Yeah. How long have you been involving that in what you do? Well, um, Aaron Lebar in the Free Press wrote an article uh, maybe 18 months or two years ago now. Okay. And it was about... Uh, Access for deaf people and live shows, and yeah. they did a video uh, with the string trigger. They invited us to do a video with ASL interpretation, and that for me was the first clue. I was like, I didn't know before that yeah. that there were people in the deaf community who were interested in live music. Do they want to go just like everyone else, right? Yeah, yeah. there's people who totally want that, and who uh, feedback that I've gotten is like, yeah, there's a lot of people who enjoy that and enjoy like that shared experience of art. Yeah simultaneously with a group of people it's so powerful what's well, the best thing about live shows right is you're there with everyone and everyone's yeah totally so the ASL interpretation really facilitates everyone having like that emotional experience that's at the really same cool time. yeah it's super neat I almost wish that that was a thing for the hearing community as well to get the extra level of getting insight into the song right because we're uh, you know there might be other ways that we yeah. can enhance like artistic experience for everyone yeah it's very know? cool yeah so the, the show that's happening on the uh, 24th who else is playing on the bill Oh, I'm so excited. So we're opening with uh, a songwriter, or an artist circle, pardon me, and I love this. So this is just like a folk fest where we have different artists on stage, right, yeah. different groups or whatever. Um, so we're going to have uh, Nick Dyson from Winnipeg. Oh, he's awesome, Houston. yeah. Okay, awesome. He's been on the show before. He's a, uh, okay, great. And a lot of people know him from uh, Folk Fest Young Performers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he actually recently did a show at the li- library downtown. That's right. As part of that Folk Fest thing. I was there. It was cool. What a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, Gabriella Oseo. Okay, I've heard the name. She's is super cool. She plays in his band Juvel. Okay. Which is like a minouche kind of like jazz guitar time. She's cool, very cool. cool. And she'll be playing with Mary Soul Nagash. Um, 
And then awesome. we've got my friend Abigail Lapel from Toronto, who is so good. Cool. So pumped that she's coming. And we're going to have uh, a local deaf artist, Jordan Sangalang, do ASL poetry as part oh, of Oh, that's really cool. Also, yeah. It's so like an extra bonus for the people who are in deaf the community there too as well, right? Yeah, and just yeah. with the goal of like, you know, artists for everyone and uh, that I think that the whole audience will really get something out of yeah. his performance. Yeah, that's really cool. And so they're all together on stage? Yep, and we're going to do like pieces in the round. Right on. And then you with your band? And then the band after yeah. the intermission. Yeah. Right, cool, we'll cool. On. So is the band on, on the album the same band that you play with now live? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's the, the three and then you? Yep, so with Restraint Trio we've got like myself, Rain Hamilton on the voice, the violin, the guitar. Quinton Bart on uh, the double bass, Nathaniel Felicitas on the cello. Right. And then we've also got on a few tunes, Daniel Waugh on the drum kit. Okay. Um, and Lloyd Peterson. Just throwing in some electric guitar sparkles. Oh, cool. And he uh, recorded... Right, yeah, he's, his name comes up a lot on the yeah, show. A lot of people of have worked with him, right? <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, how, how does, um, when you add something like drums and electric guitar, how, how diff- different is that? How does that change the dynamic? Because, I mean, you know, I think from what I've heard of your stuff too, and then the idea of a string trio and then the guitar, like it's, drums maybe don't seem like they would fit, but they obviously do something to, to your sound, right? Like, it's, uh, sometimes I laugh about the way that I heard the drums and that we executed the drums because it was very sparse and it's very dry. Okay. So there's one song that is kind of a departure, a contrast to the other ones, and it's called Nuff Men, okay. and that is like a rock, a more rockin' song. Um, and so it really fit in that style very well. Yeah. Other times we used the kit, we used it like so sparse and so dry. Okay, okay. And I really was trying to copy Andy Schaaf's drum sound okay. because I love it. <laughs> and we kept having to like dry the drums up so much so we put like we had a bed sheet on there and I was oh, like, wow. no, dryer, we need a dryer. Like and physically we, drying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. And it just had so much stuff on the drum kit by the end. Cool. It was really funny. Does that, uh, do you bring the drum kit live too? Is that part of the live show? or is we it will, just, yeah. That's awesome. Don't you Follow 
the report Some see night time Oh, some see the day Look on both sides See more that way And don't you So you mentioned La Plaine, uh, you've done a lot of French stuff as well, as, as English. I have, so yeah. Most of the stuff I've recorded and most of the stuff I do is in English. Yeah. And I am like an Anglophone by heritage person, but yeah. uh, I learned French and French immersion. Yeah, me too. Oh, right on. Yes. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I know what it's like. Uh, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, for me that has been super valuable and I love the challenge of working yeah. in an additional language. And uh, I've been really lucky to the opportunities that that has opened up for me. Yeah. Does that uh, does that help with touring? I mean, do you, do you tour to a lot of francophone areas? It has or? helped um, with work I do in schools. This right, past year, right, I've done okay. a lot of workshops, like en face songwriting workshops in yeah. uh, French immersion and francophone schools across the province. Cool. That has been super cool. And this song, La Plaine, I got to do that with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra last May. That's awesome. That was amazing. That must have been cool, yeah. Did you do a whole show with them or just a couple songs? Or? It was a show of French-speaking artists from Manitoba. Oh, right on. Okay. So I did two songs in the concert hall. It was so cool. That is really cool. How, how does that even work? Do they, do they learn your stuff ahead of time and then you come out and play with them or do you just start, start playing and they... How it worked was uh, arrangers, like professional orchestral right. arrangers did arrangements. So that one was arranged by Kelly Christofferson. Who I happen to have gone to university with. He's a oh, cool. cool guy. Thanks, Kenley. It's one of those things that happens here, right? Everyone's sort of interconnecting in some way. It's, it's great. It's great. We turn to each other. Yeah. It's great. Um, and then the orchestra just like crushes the learning of that song in like yeah. two seconds. Yeah, I bet. And yeah. They're, they're so they're, they're such professionals, right? It is right? amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, and you get like three minutes to rehearse. Yeah. It's very high stakes. That's for sure my most high pressure rehearsal of life. I so bet. Far. Yeah. yeah. So just the one rehearsal, and then one rehearsal. Wow. And there's time to run it once and maybe tweak something. Yeah. But it's amazing because they tweak it so fast. So we'll run it, and then the conductor might say, "Let's look over this part. Can these notes be longer? Right. Can we have more division between these notes, or whatever?" And then they just do it. It's amazing. That's super cool. Yeah. How does that feel to hear your music interpreted by that those people? Because that, that must be cool just on its own, just hearing them doing your song, right? It was so cool. It just felt to me uh, like really otherworldly. It felt like riding a musical dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that you were like at the head of? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or just that we were all a part of That's working super together. Cool. It was cool. Did you get Did you get it recorded? Like, do you have a... It was, we weren't able to record it. Those kind of rights are very protected. Oh, I guess. I yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Any video of it or anything though? Like someone sneak us off one memory in my heart. Right, right, right. That's the which super I wish cool. I could translate into an right, audio file, right. but we're not that, there yet. That's super cool. Um, the artist in the schools thing what you were mentioning a few minutes ago, it, yeah. it kind of seems to fit in with the whole artist for everyone 
that you were saying before, but you know, about the, the, the deaf, deaf listeners and things like that, listeners, but music fans and stuff. So, how did you get involved with the art, uh, the, the schools part of it? Right. So, I yeah, I really hold as a belief, at least, strongly that art is for everyone. Yeah, for and, sure. And how I want it to be is that anyone who has that draw to create has access to skills, yeah. to training, and to like opportunity. For sure. Um, and and I've worked a lot with kids in my life, and so this work in artists in the schools was for me a really organic, uh, great fit. And so I go through uh, the Manitoba Arts Council for a week at a time to different okay. schools across Manitoba. And we'll do either workshops in songwriting or fiddle tune writing. And I do both of those in English or in French. Right. And uh, the goal is really to teach kids a process that they can use later, a process that could last them forever. Right, if they decide to take up music a few years down the line or something. Yeah, or that they can just use as a tool, you know, to just, you know, work through the experiences of life. Yeah. And, and also to know ourselves more deeply. Because that's something I think is so powerful about creative process is that we are looking inside yeah. to create outside of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Whatever it is you're creating, right? It's something coming from, coming from you. That's very Yeah, cool. so you've got to look in there. Like, it's good practice to, like, be still in ourselves. Yeah. And kids are so open to that, too, right? I mean, because they're so young and they're just like, oh, this is great. I can I can say whatever I want. I can play whatever I want. Like, yeah. I mean, just, just having kids myself and watching them, you give them an instrument and they something comes out of it and it's uh, you know it's, it's very different from how obviously yeah, formal cool. training and stuff but like yeah it's definitely a freedom of not worrying what other people think right so that must be kind of rewarding I would imagine to watch kids sort of pick up on what you're doing and I love it and it is very it feels like very powerful work to me yeah yeah for sure. I'm really proud that I get to do that work is that something you're doing ongoing or is it just uh, it, it was just for a short time or are you still it's of, ongoing yeah nice. so the next deadline for that is May 15th okay so if any school teachers or admin or anyone out there is interested to be listening, yeah, yeah, please reach yeah. out that's very cool. It's time. That's very cool. So this um, this album is, again, coming out March 24th. That's right. And at Westside Culture Center. And if people are hearing you for the first time here, what is the best, uh, on this podcast, mm-hmm. what is the best way for them to find out more information about you or find what you're doing and mm-hmm. things like that? I would just suggest looking under any surface of the internet. Right. Uh, right. RainHamilton.com. That's Rain, R-A-I-N-E. Right. Hamilton, like the city. Uh, that's probably the best place. Okay. Okay, and then they can find tour dates, things like that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's all there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we do have a bunch of touring. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you about that yeah. too because you seem to tour a lot. I just feel like just from kind of seeing you pop up on social media every once in a while, I, you know, it's like oh, touring again, you're going here. Now we're in this city and stuff. So, mm-hmm. how often do you tour? How often are you actually on the road? Between touring and the artists in the schools work, which sometimes takes me like to northern Manitoba. And oh yeah, right, right. Uh, I'm home about half the time. Okay. Okay. So where are you going uh, to tour this this album, I guess? Then? First we head west, so we're going to Saskatoon April 4th, and then we'll do a whole string out to Vancouver. Okay. And then I'll go to Toronto and do a loop of Ontario. Cool. And then summer, I'm super pumped. We haven't Festivals announced or? all of the festival dates yet, yeah. but they're coming up, Vancouver Island Book Festival, or Music Festival. Um, yeah, a bunch of cool festivals. That's awesome. In the summer. Well, it seems like excited. a good fit for. I mean, you know, seeing as I first saw you at a festival, yeah. like, it seems like a good fit, especially because it, the kind of uh, versatility of you know folk music, chamber music, combining it. Like you were saying before, some of the songs can be more upbeat and rocky, yeah. depending on how you do it. So you can kind of fit in a lot of places, I guess. I would say, yeah, a folk festival is my natural habitat. It makes sense, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, for sure. Earth 
turns to gravel Bury my heart in the sea Blood of the ocean A pulse in slow motion This is, is going to be out in stores and everything as well, I would imagine? Uh, yes, it will. Yeah. Online will be the easiest way at first. But then we'll get it in. Get it wherever you yeah. And then obviously you can get it at shows and, and things like that. So do you have anything... Um, I mean, uh, uh, you mentioned the touring. People can get all that information on your website. So there's a, yes. there's a lot coming up, but they need to kind of check it out and mm-hmm. see what's happening. Who do, who do you think is the, um, is the main audience for this? Like, what type of person is a fan of this I know it's a hard question because especially in Winnipeg everyone listens to so many different things but you kind of you mentioned folk fest being your uh, a folk festival being your natural habitat yeah. is that sort of the, the fan base too like people who yeah are... I think the fan base is people who uh, want to feel a feeling right which that's is the everyone I usually that I get right uh, that, that, that that's a takeaway okay. that people appreciate Emotion and feeling. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, feeling feelings. It's just that, if, you feel, if you want to feel a feeling deeply, <laughs> right. I might recommend that if you enjoy the sounds of strings as much as I do, okay. this would be a good fit. Yeah, for sure. The reason I ask is because I've had a few um, jazz artists on recently, and what's come up, uh, I realize what you're doing is very different from jazz, but what's come up a lot in, in what they're saying is that a lot of their audience kind of skews older than, say, a pop band would or, or whatever. Like, So uh, do you have that as well because of the classical elements? or My uh, demographic tends to be like pretty wide so young people yeah Yeah. it's really good uh yeah like young student folks okay and then all the way to you know grandparents right because they can appreciate one element of it or the other yeah yeah and you know what i guess i hear what you're saying which is maybe there is like a kind of a wide appeal because of the style not trying to say you only appeal to seniors or anything but (laughs) you have the ability to do that right like because of yeah and that for sure yeah i've gotten uh, strong feedback from that group of people for sure that's cool. Cool. So hopefully you get everyone at the show, from babies to seniors. Oh, man. We want all kinds of people at the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one more thing about the show sure. is uh, we have some tickets that have been sponsored. Like, people have uh, 
really kindly offered to donate these, to buy and donate these tickets. And I want to pass them along to people who face barriers to access. Oh, great. Okay. So if there's anyone out there who just would love to come to the show, but it's hard for them for any reason, right. just please email me, rain okay. at rainhamilton.com, and uh, I have some tickets that I can give away. That's really cool. First come, first serve those. That kind of goes along with the whole artist for everyone thing again, too, right? You're just going to make sure everyone can... Totally. So I've just been trying to think. Well, yeah, I've been trying to notice that where are there barriers and just yeah. seeing, like, what can I do? How can I help even a little? Yeah. Well, one, hopefully, you doing that is will start other people thinking when they're doing a show. You know, someone could be at your show and see the interpreter and be like, oh, hey, I should do this for... Totally. We and, can all do it. Yeah. And everyone can be involved. Yeah. Awesome. Do you want to just plug the show one more time? Right on. So we're working up to the uh, album release show. The album is Night Sky, and the show is Saturday, March 24th the West End Cultural Center and you are invited. And how much are tickets? Tickets are 15 in advance, 20 at the door. Where can they get them in advance? In advance, you can uh, go in person to the WEC or call them into the music, both locations. Awesome. Internet. Cool. And if you want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com and all 270 whatever episodes are there, free download streaming, including the, the Shine On one we did with you a couple years hey, ago. Awesome. And uh, you can also hear us on UMFM on Sundays at midnight and those are kind of older episodes that get a second win, so... You know, it's uh, beginning of March right now. This might not air on UMFM till like, July or something. Okay. But the good thing about that is uh, the show will be over, but the CD will be available so people Absolutely. can hear this and just go out and get it. So it's kind of cool. But, yeah, thanks again for meeting me in the food court. And it was awesome. High fives. Yeah. Right awesome. On. I've been reading the signs It won't be 
footsteps are heard on the ground. Startled, she wakes at the sound. My love, you are here. Blessed is the night. Darling, let down your lawn. 